America Meditating Radio Show. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24/7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat. I'm stupid. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. The only thing I didn't learn in school today is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. In 1987, some first graders were promised a college education. This came from Oral Lee Brown, who saved a large portion of her modest income, sending 19 kids to college, helping others pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. If we are to really heal, we need to deeply examine our attitudes. Creating an attitudinal shift in a variety of areas in our lives. The attitude that I have and the way that I think, my attitude towards the body, relationship, and finance. If I'm to truly get into my peace, it is important for me to check the quality of my attitude and what my attitude says about my value, my worth, and my interpretation of not only myself, but the way I see others.
everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. And so I hope that we were able to capture something that could help our interior world feeling a little bit more at peace and more at calm with itself. We are moving through a very unique time globally. This isn't just an American story going on. It's just that 80% of the media goes out to the whole world from here. So whatever the world is seeing through the portal of what we're witnessing here, they're also, so whatever you want to do for Brexit, you can do it for America. And what I'm trying to say is that we are in a state of either feeling that we're dreaming or we're in a nightmare of a dream. And it's the rise. It's the rise of a lot of changes. And there are a lot of stigmas that we've been conditioned to believe in, a lot of a lot of interpretations that somehow created some comfort zones for specific groups and specific people. And now you have women on the rise. You have gay rights agenda. You've got religious freedom. You've got the economic disparity where individuals are feeling that I deserve just as much. How do we share each other's abundance? And it continues. It continues to amplify, not just breaking our attachment to it, but perhaps elevating our story. If you watched SNL's video on the example of um, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton skipping uh, along the way in Manhattan, uh, just work together, kind of saying, can't we all get along? I just said, wow, it brought a tear to my eye, I have to tell you. Stay tuned. We're going to have a heart-to-heart conversation. I'm just calling all of us to feel safe, to be present, to come from a place of inner world of truth and beauty and courage. So from Carmen Warrington's meditation CD, here is Here and Now. Take a very deep breath. Here and Now. Two meditation practices allow you to be present in the here and now. Not in the past, worrying about things that are over. Not in the future. Worrying about things that might be. Right in the present. Because right here and right now, you're okay. Let's begin with here. So make sure you're sitting comfortably. And close your eyes or leave them half open if you wish. Begin by having a sense of where you are. Are you outdoors or are you in a building? Feel the temperature of this environment. Listen to the sounds in the distance. do you hear nearby? Mm. 
notice everything without judging it, without commenting in your mind. Now, sense your body, starting with your toes and slowly working your way up. Become aware of the soles of your feet and your ankle bones. Feel the bend in your knees. Feel where your hands are and whether your fingers are curled over or straight. Feel where your body makes contact with the furniture. Notice the curve in your spine in your lower back, middle of your back, the curve in your neck. Notice the angle of your head. and whether your teeth are together or slightly apart. Feel the texture of your clothing on your skin. Notice the temperature of your body. Sense the weight of your legs and your arms, your head. Sense the weight of your whole body. Notice how still your body is. and how calm you are. Be present to your body here in this place. For a few more moments, rest in the stillness. Here and Now by Carmen Warrington. I hope you hung in there. That's beautiful, isn't it? So you're listening to America Meditating Radio, and I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're at the Meditation Museum streaming for you. Today we'd like to welcome a dream maker and filmmaker. Oprah Winfrey recently honored Dream. Girl producers and filmmakers Erin Bagwell and Kumal Minhas in the inaugural Super Soul 100 list of Awakened Leaders who are using their voices and talent to elevate humanity. Today we're going to be joined by Erin Bagwell. But now, while working a 9 to 5, let's hear a little bit about Erin. Erin felt the doldrums of corporate America just eating away at her spirit. But outside of work, she poured her heart into telling the stories of inspiring women on her blog called Feminist Wednesday. With a lifelong dream to make a feature-length film, Erin realized she could combine her two passions by making a documentary about the amazing woman she was meeting. 
Fueled by Coffee, The Drive to Change the World, and a feminist agenda, Erin quit her job to launch a quick starter campaign that raised $100,000 in 30 days. Dream Girl, a documentary showcasing the stories of inspiring and ambitious female entrepreneur, was born. Erin has been featured on Forbes, Vogue, Clinique, Smart Ideas Campaign, The Washington Post, and Fox Business, and was named one of the top 100 millennial creatives by Levo League. Today, we're proud to welcome Erin to the show. Hi, Erin. Welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Mm-hmm. So a lot has changed for you when you gave up that doldrum of a job nine to five, right? Absolutely. It's actually we're two years. This was the week that we filmed all of the interviews, so I'm feeling extremely nostalgic today, and it's so exciting to talk about it and to share it. Okay, so take out your Kleenex. So let, us know, <laughs> let us know a little bit about your calling, you know, that you received. What was happening inside of your being, your spirit, that actually gave you the courage to say, I'm done, that's it? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I have always wanted to create a feature-length film. I always wanted to work for myself. I think being an entrepreneur is, you know, such a fascinating journey and something I've always been really drawn to. But I feel like that calling didn't start ringing until I could see other women who were doing it. And so until I really found role models that I could relate to that looked like me, I didn't feel like I had the capability to do it. And so I feel like Dream Girl for me is a way for me to kind of give back that thing that so many of my network and my friends have done for me. You know, if it wasn't for them, I would never have taken the leap. And now I want to kind of pass that message on and make sure that every little girl or woman knows the names of Mariama and Clara so that they have that kind of pack of women who support them on their journey. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, you're very passionate about feminism and the power of women supporting women. I've had conversations about this, and I've gotten some cute looks and I've gotten some looks that weren't always so cute because I have like a different perspective. I feel mm-hmm. that one one question that I was asked in an interview recently is they asked, what would you tell women to be empowered? And I my immediate response is, but we are empowered. I've given babies, I've, I've cleaned the house, I've made sure everyone was okay, I've kept myself beautiful. And if there wasn't any money coming in the house, I brought that in too. I went out working, I ironed, I cooked, whatever was needed. I'm already empowered. I don't know what you mean. If what you're saying is if I'm disrespected by a man or I'm silenced or I'm being abused and I'm not speaking up for that, then I need to find my empowerment because no one Mm -hmm. deserves to be treated like that. So that's one angle in which I look at it and I remember turning it back to her and I said, I think you need to have a conversation how men can become empowered. Put aside the fact that we have been brainwashed to believe that we're supposed to get less pay, that we're only supposed to be in a kitchen and all of that. That's just marketing and it's done well, but the gig is up. What's been mm. going on with you where you're so passionate about feminism and the power of, you know, women supporting women? Because I feel that we, and sometimes I feel like we've gotten, I wouldn't say the bad end of the stick, but the fact that we've had to do all of that plus more, plus more, and then someone in a male gender might turn around and still try to make me think that I'm less. I'm like, yo, that's where it stops. That's where right. it stops right there. So speak to our audience a little bit about what inspires this passion in you. 
Yeah, I mean, I can only speak from my experience, and I feel like when I started using the word feminist and when I started mm-hmm. understanding the different gender roles that we are, you know, in in our day-to-day, I felt like my whole world changed, and I was able to view myself differently. I think you're totally right where, you know, they've done a great marketing of having women feel like they deserve less, that we're not as worthy of certain positions and things like that, and I feel like I was definitely victim to that, and I definitely viewed myself differently until I kind of was able to to subjectively separate, okay, what are these ads that I'm looking at? What do they really mean? Who's trying to sell me something? And I think until I had that vocabulary to be able to talk about it and to think about it and to honestly just be able to make my own decisions. So, okay, this might not be part of like the mainstream. This might not be what I'm told to do, but what's in my heart? What do I want to do? How do I want to move forward? And so feminism has given me like such a gift. And so I totally embrace it and I think that we're also so afraid of the word a little bit still and I think it allows you to untap and to to get into your greater subconscious of who you really are I think that's such a gift and it's definitely worth exploring beautiful love to hear that it's that subconscious bias again like when we study women in the media and we when we study women who are achieving or wanting to get to that next level or position that subconscious Mm -hmm. bias kicks in and we go she's not trustworthy what are her motives all of these like negative things really fuel the way that we view but we really need to be and i think that's been the hardest part of this is there's been so much subconscious bias that has gone unchecked by the media and that's really heartbreaking it has been, it has. Well, let's talk about you and Komal Minhas, who are producers of Dream Girl and the founders of Dream Girl LLC. Tell us a little bit about how you both met and how you were able to become a distribution company as well as a production company. And now I'm thinking I should send you my Soul Talk eight-episode series for you to start to distribute <laughs> it. That would be awesome. Yeah, tell yes, me a little bit please. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I met Komal after we raised the $100,000 to produce the film. And, you know, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a creative. And so my number one objective was, okay, let's make this thing happen. Like, let's put the pieces together. Let's find the women. Let's, let's build the all-female crew. You know, my, I feel like my journey was like very capped at, okay, start to finish making the film. But Komal was like, how do we bring it to the audience? How do we bring in this global movement? How do we find our audience? How do we cater to them? And so it was really her idea to to distribute the film she was like we know our audience we know what they want wouldn't it be like such a joy to bring this film to them every week and so we kind of went back and forth on what we thought the needs were and because we have this amazing 2,000 person audience who helped back our Kickstarter campaign we knew that would be really cool to then be able to sell them the film afterwards so distribution kind of grew organically and was really Komal's idea to you know to bring it to people and we've actually we've booked 100 screenings in the last four months in eight different countries so we're so excited that Dream Girl is kind of getting out there and the movement is is starting to spread. Well congratulations it even took you to the White House right? It did yes. Well and that was officially released in June how did that feel being in the White House and releasing something where empowerment of women is such the call of the time? I think it was probably one of the best days of my life. To be honest with you, it was such an emotional day. My my family flew in to be there by my side. All of the women in the film were there in the room, and it was just such a special moment to to be able to give them and to be able to share in it together that, like, this is something that's so beyond us. This is something that the White House has deemed an important mission on their agenda, and that was just such an incredible feeling, and I was so nervous the whole, the whole day, but it was really, really wonderful and such an honor to be there. Based on your interviews with so many inspiring and 
ambitious female entrepreneurs. What are some of the uh, common themes, victories, or struggles that you found in their stories? Yeah, I mean, there's, it's so interesting because we interviewed women who were 24 to 83 across totally different industries. So fashion, publishing, media, oil, 3D printing. And it's so funny that despite being in all of these different phases and journeys in our lives, there's so many things that unite us. So, you know, self-sabotage is, is one of the things we talk about as a challenge that women face. It's like your, your job doesn't end from the nine to five. It's something you're constantly thinking about. And how do you push yourself to keep going? How do you not self-sabotage and to allow yourself to really hit those, you know, high dreams and the capacity that you need to hit. So we talk about that. You know, discrimination, unfortunately, is something that women still face, even though their CEO is in. You know, they could be raising, Suzanne West is one of the only women in the oil industry. She raised $300 million for her first company, and she's still only one of the few women who's working on energy and oil. And so what is it like to be in that position? So we really kind of dissect and dive deep into kind of the challenges and then you know what are those successes the the tribe of women that we build around each other the vulnerability and the power to tap into that for your business so we go through it all it's it's hard to fit it all into 60 minutes but we really do our best so just in one word what do you think is the greatest strength of a woman in these times that's a tough question I mean, I think we're understanding now that we don't have to decouple our feminine power with our masculine power, and we're kind of understanding that those vulnerabilities and, you know, that ability to emotionally tap into and be really intuitive, you know, we've always thought of those as really negative. Traditionally, that feminine power is somehow clouded or lesser than the masculine. And what I'm seeing is that women are really using those to build their businesses. They're really using that balance of traits to be able to push it forward. And there's not that shame around it. We're really kind of tapping into and shining a light on that feminine positive energy. I love that. What's your best vision for yourself that would make the world a better place? <laughs> I want people to see Dream Girl. I poured my heart and soul, and, you know, I, my story and Como's story are in the film, and we really just want people to be open to receiving all of the, the positive and inspirational messages that we have, and I really want everyone in the world to have an experience where they're connecting to the media and, and understanding this feminine strength and feminine power. And, you know, for men and women, we've had such a great reviews about people who really empathize and are obsessed with these women who've who've shared their stories. So, you know, one of my dreams is just that we can get a thousand screenings globally. So that's on my dream board for sure. Well, let's move that. And if you're ever in D.C., why don't we do a screening filming of your dream girl at the museum? Absolutely. Before I let you go, where can our listeners find more information about Erin and her work? Yeah, dreamgirlfilm.com is our website, and if you're interested in finding screenings near you, you can visit the site or if you want to host your own screening. We offer public screening license fees, and then we also offer living room fees. So if you want to get together with your girlfriends or your little community and and watch the film, there are ways to do that. So that would be the best way to check us out. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Erin, and keep in touch, and I do mean it when you come to D.C. Let's do something at the museum, okay? Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't you love this young energy, you know, these women who just keep moving things forward? Hi, Sister Jenna. It's so good to be here. I am recalling how you're always reminding me to keep sending pure feelings and good wishes to everyone. And I have experienced both sides when I do and when I don't. So taking from Companion of God, the wisdom and words of Daddy Janki, Daddy Janki is talking about trust. Trust is essential if you want to help people. 
There were two kinds of trust. Trusting others and getting others to trust you. People will naturally start trusting you when they see you overcoming problems in a reliable and constant way. However, a more powerful and long-term way of gaining people's trust is to give them the experience of your trust in them. This is an art which can be cultivated by the following. Never listen to gossip and never foster it yourself. Form neither judgments nor opinions. Rather, be spiritual and clean in your feelings. Learn to develop good wishes for others and pure feelings. This will be the ultimate measure of your ability to trust. I am glad I'm reading this for us, all of the divine God's children, the highest and high soul, who is giving all of us an inheritance because he is the father of all of us as souls. Okay, Om Shanti. Thank you. As usual, you always touch our hearts. Well, you've been listening to America Meditating Radio, and we are inviting everyone to keep your calm and your cool. And we have a way of also knowing that if we allow our value systems to get too low, um, then there's no hope for the nation. So let's keep our good wishes and our pure feelings at an all-time high. And let's learn to accept each other despite the way that we behave, because we're all children of God the Father. And to find a way through all of this muck and yuck. And yes, I might like this one over that one, but it doesn't mean I... It's just life. I, I like this person. I like that one. But I'm just not into the narrative right now where that one's going. And that's all. It doesn't mean that I won't invite them over for dinner and have them eat some nice Jamaican jerk tofu and some Indian samosa. <laughs> anyway, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Erin from Dream Girl. And I think her work is extremely timely and looking forward to hearing a lot more from this young lady. You can visit her at Erin, E-R-I-N dash Bagwell, B-A-G-W-E-L-L dot com for more information. Take good care. Much love. And here's my song for today because I think we need a song that will keep us feeling powerful from Sarah McLaughlin. Take care. Bye-bye. Instruments of Peace.
Thank you.